Welcome to the welcome to Shame Watch, a guilt-free dive in those massive movie failures that we hate to love each week. James, look, I can't believe you're arguing for a white history. <laughs> you can't week, cut that out because that's in the intro. We look at a movie that either we or a guest love, but society shames them for. We peek mm-hmm. in each nook and cranny for every bright spot, keeping the public at bay while watching these movies like the miracles that they are. Today, we are diving, diving in and scaring mm-hmm. some teenagers and yes. boo! Medea Halloween. Yes. Uh, Yay. I'm James, uh, the grumpy one. To my left is our chief, executive chief archivist. Boo! Uh, Kenny (laughs) Madison Halloween, uh, executive chief archivist and progressive ally. Oh, I still need to donate 30 bucks to Black Lives Matter from the last record. Yeah, you do ally i and below him the <laughs> yeah <laughs> performative ally came uh <laughs> look at me look <laughs> at me <laughs> i'm doing something i'm helping uh <laughs> uh below him is our amazing oh i was gonna give you a title uh <laughs> amazing uh editor and the best hugger around Aaron Salinas, but I'm not hugging because it's quarantine. And please wear a mask and wash all your bits, not just your hands. Although yes. apparently you're hugging yes. your girlfriend who is working on the front lines. Who live together. I, I would get in trouble if I didn't hug her because we live together. And I've tried making a scene when we're hugging each other. Like, no, yeah. you, work, you work in healthcare. I don't want to. And then I just look like a bad guy. So Yeah. Yep. And our special guest who brought us this delightful movie today the one, the only, the extremely funny. Chanel Katie. Yeah. <laughs> Chanel. Yes. We have yeah. some, uh, uh, I guess, context to deliver uh, before mm-hmm. we even start. Because we were supposed so to record this. We were supposed to <laughs> record this right before the pandemic happened. You are our next yes. guest. I believe you want to say almost a year ago. Almost a year, year. ago. <laughs> A, a literal year ago, we were going to mm-hmm. record this very episode, and then mm-hmm. I was the like, stopped. "The world stopped." And I yeah, was like, for, "I'm for really it. sorry. We can't because uh, yeah. there's a pandemic, <laughs> and you are very understanding." And then we didn't have guests for a long time because we were still trying to figure out Zoom, and we yeah. thought we didn't know how long the pandemic. Yeah, we were like, be. "Just we'll just hold off, right?" Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, it'll be like three months. It's fine. We'll yeah. get back at it. It'll be good, and you'll be the next one. Uh, so I'm sorry we bumped you for so long, but I'm so glad you're here now. Yeah, I you bumped me to next February because you were like, "Oh, yeah, the, yeah." It, it just felt r- right better to put the black girl on yeah well we have to you know we have to put everyone in the right category we could have covered this movie in october that's the funny part see here's the thing this movie lives and this movie is good every day of the year so i didn't want to just pigeonhole it to october but no thank you james like i'm so glad to be here and it's funny because i still remember that text because it was like everything was shutting down so dramatically like Mm -hmm. theater like because there were shows playing that weekend and theaters were Mm -hmm. shutting down and people were like it was like we were waiting till like 7 p.m. to make a decision, like as uh-huh. if something would change right, <laughs> right. that day. And so uh, you were like, because of the pandemic. And I was like, you know what? He doesn't want the social media backlash of a super spreader podcast recording. I get it. Like you guys are being super careful. So um, and then ironically, I'm in a literally different place now. Like uh, so many things have changed. Oh, whoa. Well, like, are you Ohio? not in Austin anymore? 
Ohio. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm home. I'm with my, my mom's house in Michigan. Oh, oh shoot. you're Whoa. near. You're near Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Don't disrespect me though. Ohio is the worst state. Okay. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna start this beef already. Always oh, somebody loves Ohio. Are you from Ohio? Yeah, I'm from Bowling Green. Uh spoiler alert. Bowling Green's nice. Hills. Oh, oh, what? Five I do around. not believe that. Are you wearing a shirt right now? Yeah. <laughs> the, this is my coach that I this is one of my coaching shirts when I coach soccer for Bowling Green High School, where I went to high school and coach soccer. My bad. <laughs> listen, <I> mean... <laughs> listen. Like Michigan's that great. It's not like you have a beautiful lake and a beautiful fall foil foliage right. and like That's just right, nice foliage. places to go. Vacation spots. No, we don't have that at all. Yeah. But Jeez. yeah, so I'm and <laughs> yeah. You know what? Anyway, you know what we do have Chanel? Weird in the in the drama. Go ahead. Cedar Point. You do have Cedar Point. And, and you cannot and... deny me that. They they have the UP, is that? Oh, we have the is, UP. See, I'm, I I knew a thing. I'm from yeah. South Texas, so I, anything north of San Antonio is just completely chaos. Yankee Town. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I, I actually wouldn't have said that if I knew he was from Ohio. I just uh, it's okay. It's we got the unfold un yeah. truth. We got the truth yeah. uh, by me not revealing uh, where I'm from. Uh, hey, Chanel, can you can you look out your window for a second? At the light. The blaring light? Yeah, just look out the window real quick. Can you see the two hills from there? <laughs> the two hills of Bowling Green, they're, they're, Ohio. They're, they're super faint. But I <laughs> <laughs> no, I've driven through Bowling Green before. Like, it's like, you know, it's nice. Yeah, that's honestly a great summation of Bowling Green. It's like, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's a town, you know? That's, yeah. that's what it says on the Chamber of Commerce side. Uh, Bowling Green. It's nice. It's... You can drive through in 10 minutes, in all honesty. Oh, that's it, pretty good. My hometown's like a three-minute drive, so oh. you good for you guys. I that's mean, nice. Bowling Green would be a six-minute drive because those two hills is just a little just, bit more service area. <laughs> Kenny, you don't drive on the two hills. What, are you just crazy? There, so there's no roads up on the two hills? No, that's where you go sledding. Wait, hold on. Because you're... For however long that you've talked about these <laughs> damned two hills, you've Which been talking. This has been going on close to three years. So... Okay, so three years of hills. So about three years. University of Conneaut. You've Correct. been talking about these two hills as if they were developed. Now you're saying. They are. The... They're man made. Developed as in there's buildings <laughs> and infrastructure on top of One's them. One's on a Not... golf course, Kenny, and the other oh. one's by a school. This man talking to y'all about two hills that him and his cousins made and trying to tell y'all like it's on the Ohio state of Ohio website. That, <laughs> I love that. So you're saying that the, like they're not even real hills. They're just the real hills. Kenny, that's all we have. The real hills. Okay. Gosh. The real hills. And they're awesome. This whole time we were expecting them to look like the places to visit, like the Alamo. <laughs> Or, oh, or the I, Kennedy yeah. Space Center. But no. Oh, uh, At so least they have like video. a Dairy Queen on top of one of them. But no. <laughs> Why would you put the DQ on top of the Kanye Hill? That's because they want to DQ something different, you jerk. Listen. So DQ Dairy Queen. Amazing. What? Oh, I was just saying Dairy Queen is a staple of the Midwest. So that, it, that would be. It really is. Likely. 
I'll uh, be real. I, I, I thought Dairy Queen was like a Texas thing until like I went out of state <laughs> one time and I saw one. I was like, holy shit. Oh, dude. Because like DQ, that's what I love about Texas. Is there, is there one that's DQ? That's what I love about Bowling Green. Like, no. I don't even Ohio's. remember the Dairy Queen jingle. Huh. I, I don't even remember seeing Dairy Queen commercials. Oh, yeah. yeah Dairy they just Queen. Fl- the Texas stop sign. Because like, they turn the joint upside down and be like, look at this blizzard, it won't move. So uh, I know that I know. It's, yeah. And Americans are like, holy shit, what? Like, <laughs> Thick ice cream? Ice <laughs> <laughs> cream's supposed to leave. <laughs> Again, the movie we're talking about is Boo, Medea Halloween. Medea Halloween. James, uh, James, you're not saying it right. It's got to be Boo! <laughs> Medea Halloween. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a Medea Halloween, which would have made it better for too. me. But it, it is. Yeah, but okay, it's, it is. It's Boo a Medea Halloween. That's oh, it. That, uh, makes I just a big difference to yeah. Yeah, production. I'm sorry. Uh, I have so extensive notes. I really think you guys got to keep me. You got to keep me nope. high level. No, no, you are. No, nope. this is, this is your it. show. This is the place. This is. You love this, and as you should. Uh, yeah. We, we want to know why. And okay. help you not feel shame for it. Thank you. Well, I'll start with the shame first because the sure. shame is <laughs> cultural, right? Sure. So there's a big debate with Medea movies. So are you guys aware that, like, you know about Medea, like, as mm-hmm. an icon? I have been so interested in Tyler Perry for okay. so long, even though I've only watched half of Why Did I Get Married? Yeah. And then I turned it off <laughs> only because it was the quietest movie that I have ever watched i literally had the volume on to like 99 on the tv and i could barely hear it uh the boom <laughs> person was just out yeah yeah okay so i saw diary of a mad black woman in theaters like I, yes I, i've been with tyler perry since like he, Great he movie. popped off yeah Great movie. and then but i yeah. i love tyler perry from the 2009 star trek movie where he plays <laughs> admiral love really? tyler perry and gone girl He's oh yeah, my girl. He was phenomenal. Yeah, he's a nice pop up character. Yeah, yeah. So, and then Tyler Perry has just been such a blind spot for me. Let's do yes, it. Yes, absolutely. Well, so um, he I, I I'm not a historian, but he emerged with his plays, and so um, he was doing live plays and like did like the church circuit and that whole thing. Like um, just this idea of having like you know black people go see plays about black people, but it's not like these classics like August Wilson is current and contemporary. So mm-hmm. he um took on playing this character which you know i do think there's also a bigger debate about black men only getting big when they when they become women as characters but i actually like as a comedian with you guys we can all agree like that's not a that's not a racial thing like like you know there's you know look at any snl like people play characters they cross genders like it yeah. adds to the comedy so i um, mean mm-hmm. you know we don't say that about like the uh eddie murphy like he yeah, right. you know anyway so there's that's the one pieces of conflict the other one but so anyway Tyler Perry I guess is playing this in like in honor of his grandmother but also the idea of just like the like this amalgamation of black grandmothers like they're like he's just playing my dear like so so my dear Medea is my dear like my dear grandma like all combined into one just Medea like it becomes a thing and so anyone can be a Medea but er- probably everyone's grandma has like my grandma has a different nickname like that's just how it happens so anyway like there's that cultural context but because the movie centered around this kind of continual theme of like drug abuse and like an absent mother and a father trying his best and the grandma being ghetto which 
uh, is a word that I use lovingly and affectionately and like as my <laughs> own, but you know, like, so there's that conflict. So if people, black folks in general are like mad about the stereotypes that are displayed in this, in these movies. Mm-hmm. So I will say that like Medea can drag on, but Medea is absolutely a family movie. Like it's a movie you take your grandma to go. I'm from Detroit. Like we take our grandma who sees herself in Medea, who is Tyler Perry playing an old lady. Right. But like, you know, we, we go and we enjoy it. So that's like the backdrop to say the reason why I'm ashamed is because of like the elite smart black folks who say that this representation is like bad for us. Mm. But I think this shit is hilarious. And I will go <laughs> on on board to say it's one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. Because, Whoa. because wow. it's the only real like the plot, the plot ridiculous, absolutely mm-hmm. dumb. But mm-hmm. the reactions of the characters is the realest thing I've ever yeah, it's yeah. the most yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's what you always said. It's and, and then oh the other thing about Media Halloween that I don't know if you guys know this. This is the best part. So um I think it was called like top five yes. like it was a chris rock movie with yeah, was yeah. Austin and chris rock was making a joke about how like people won't go see a movie about like an enslaved people revolt but they'll go see tyler perry and medea make a halloween movie and tyler perry said oh you want to you want to talk shit okay and then tyler perry made this movie in a week <laughs> so <laughs> tyler- wait a- <laughs> he made this in a week in a week that these are like single shots if i if i I may if i may revise he didn't make it in a week he made it in six days six days so less than a week better than god like quick (laughs) and this is the so this is the other issue with tyler perry is that like he doesn't pay for a writer's room he doesn't want to waste money on rewrites and all that stuff like he does it all himself which is was genius in the plays but like is the reason why people are like do better with medea so that's fair that's it yeah so so that's the context for anybody who's never literally heard of this and um yeah let's get into the movie itself yeah before that kenny do you want to provide some context yes (laughs) uh in a segment that we like to call the context context so one of the things uh, chanel that we like to do is add a little bit of context about why someone might feel some shame because i think you've done a great job to dispel why you shouldn't feel shame about this Mm -hmm. and now i come in and just undo all of that work classic Uh, white straight man that's that's the goal always i'm in i am impervious go for it uh speaking of elitist film critics here uh in a review titled boo a medea halloween by odie henderson okay go ahead I'm actually not ready for legitimate reviews. I thought this was going to go in a different direction. Okay, I'm ready now. Go ahead. Uh, I, I, do, I, I, I do my job. Yeah. I do my job well, and that's why I'm executive chief archives of platfilms.com. Visit our website each week for hot new content. I just renewed Anyways, those domains, by the way. Thank you. Nice. Uh, in, <laughs> in a review titled, Boo! I'm a deal Halloween. <laughs> you progressively get louder so much. It's fine. You can just fix it in post. In a review titled, Boo! A Medea Halloween. (laughs) Written by Odie Henderson. Published October 21st, 2016. Powered by Just Watch. 
Unlike many of Badia's prior movies, Tyler Perry's Boo! on Badia Halloween didn't originate as a hit stage play. The idea started as a joke in Chris Rock's hilarious top five, where the latest Tyler Perry production has Medea fighting ghosts. Despite the mockery, Perry liked the concept and shot this movie in six days. The idea of a supernatural addition to Medea's litany of pet peeves intrigued me. I would have enjoyed seeing her cuss out demons and slap the taste out of the mouths of disrespecting spirits. Unfortunately, the only supernatural aspect of Tyler Perry's Boo! on Medea Halloween is the boo in the title. Instead, the plot concerns itself with Medea, Tyler Perry, trying to keep her great-niece Tiffany, Diamond White, from attending a Halloween party at the lamest fraternity I have ever seen. When things go horribly awry for the frat, they plot a Halloween-themed vengeance on Medea and her cohorts Aunt Bam, Cassie Davis, Hattie, Patrice Lovely, and Joe, Tyler Perry. Medea's nephew Brian, Tyler Perry, again, summons her to his house to keep an eye on his daughter while he is out of town. He fears she will disobey his orders and attend the frat party. Brian is a doormat who Tiffany disrespects in ways that would never fly in a Medea-run household. Before we get there, however, we have to deal with the party, the pranks, and the constant bickering between Medea and her crew. I wish Perry had spent the time to craft some good scares, even if they're supposed to be comedic. The entire frat subplot is Perry's attempt to bring in a younger crowd. He casts several YouTube sensations. But outside of the moment where the elderly Hattie tweaks to a Tyga song, uh, a Tyga song, not just the Tyga song, these scenes are almost unwatchable. A scene with the frat inside a school bus is especially awful, offensively trotting out gay panic tropes that Perry unsuccessfully plays for laughs. Tyler Perry's Boo! A Medea Halloween fares better when it focuses on Perry's broadly played cast of older characters. Joe, Aunt Bam, and Hattie are good for several chuckles, though their director often beats their gags into the ground. Scenes are repeated over and over, and some of the acting would not cut it in a school play. For the most part, the film has a rushed, haphazard quality that makes it feel like a selfish cash grab by its creator. The real problem isn't that he's preaching to a built-in choir, it's that the choir too easily forgives cinematic trespasses like this. That's the Christian thing to do, I suppose. But I'm going to be a heathen here. Medea would understand. Wow. Whoa. Some very harsh words. Harsh words. Real mad. Accurate. Whoa. Uh, That was a lot. But also, Aunt Bam stealing candy from kids is pretty fun. I mean, I stand on my earlier things, but the reviewer was right. My first note is opening scene acting is absolutely terrible. (laughs) So they like they mentioned, I think that summary was great because there's basically these frat guys and you think this might be a scary movie, but it ends up being based in pranks and like Mm -hmm. technology or whatever. But um, and I think that that's another reason why I think this movie is great, because the stakes are not no one's going to die. Right. And I think that those stakes are like, okay, so let's just see what happens. Um, so yeah, they do have a bunch of YouTubers. Like I had to look it up myself because I was like, who are these yeah. men? I had um, no idea who they were. Like I didn't I, know they're YouTubers know. until right now. I was only familiar with Jimmy Tatro. Tetro, whatever his is. name is. And I'm only familiar with him because he's in 22 Jump Street and I listened to the audio commentary mm-hmm. of 22 Jump Street and they were talking about how much of a YouTube star Jimmy Tetro is. Oh, wow. I think I it was, was a mix yeah, it's, I think it's a mix. So, like, some of them are actors, and some of them are mm-hmm. YouTubes. Like, it's just mm-hmm. like the ones who the ones who are particularly bad actors are the YouTubers. Um, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, they <laughs> they okay. So they're basically introducing their uh, the pledges in the frat house, and and okay. So I just yeah. want to talk 
I just want to mention the trope of like casting men who are literally 40 years old as college kids and how oh that like God. warps our sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. an ongoing thing. Um, but they they start introducing the pledges and two of them just start breakdancing. I mean, Listen, I'm always down for a good breakdance. Okay. <laughs> it was cool though. That's <laughs> when I was so like, cool. oh, well, okay, that's cool. And then I was like, because the other part is just like, okay, yeah, I've seen this. Okay. Oof. Yeah, it was it was just like um it, it's like you just you already know from the first scene, like just suspend a regular narrative. Like we're not doing regular narratives here. Yeah. It's just gonna be, hey guys, what's happening in this room? And then we're gonna go to the next room. Like that's kind of how it works. Yeah. So um and then then we see these girls, and then I literally ask, like, is that Bella Thorne? And it is Bella Thorne. And I want who who yeah, is who's Bella, Bella Thorne? Oh, sorry. So you know how like there's there's four high school girls walking past a frat. They get mm-hmm. the, the frat guys first of all on a a, uh, a co-ed campus lose their shit over four girls walking across the grass. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> weird. And also like, woof, that is some toxic masculinity and it, huge misogyny. Absolutely, but I'm gonna tell you all the things I would normally be upset about. I suspend for the rest of this movie. So let's sure. so I just put that out there. Like I was like, sure. oh, these guys, because Jonathan's a nice guy. He kind of seems like a nice, nice chapter president. Sure. He's inviting sure. the girls to the party. He's like, hey, girls. You know, he's not, he's not being gross, but um, they definitely do chase after them. Like it's a music video, and they're like, hey, come to the party. And one mm-hmm. of the girls is Bella Thorne. Yeah, who's right? Who's, okay. who's who Bella is Bella Thorne? Oh, who is a Disney Channel person? Well, she's evolved tremendously. Uh, Who, uh, only fans person. What is, yeah, she, what, Bella, is, what is the Disney Channel? <laughs> so Bella Thorne was a Disney Channel original actress, and she kind of evolved, kind of wanted to break that, so she started doing modeling and other things like that. And then she single-handedly kind of changed sex work on OnlyFans. In a bad um, in a very no, in a bad way. Oh no! Um, yeah, she was kind of. <laughs> I take it back. She, Good job, James. She kind of like scammed. Fo- like that's what like yeah. and like most recently. This is like within the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. She was kind of like doing a pay per view thing on uh, like her direct messages where you had to pay like a hundred bucks on, or something. On OnlyFans. On OnlyFans, yeah. Yeah. And um, people were paying a hundred bucks, but it was like something they could have seen on Instagram. Which like really riled up those people who the paid hundred bucks, five dollars a month for their stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then so people kept uh, asking for a refund, and so the way OnlyFans worked, I believe, was you could cash out like at the end of the week, um, but now they stopped it to where you can only cash out at the end of the thirty day period. So that stopped people's income and dramatically changed a lot of work for a lot of people who do sex work through OnlyFans. Yeah. Cool. yeah. What's funny is I just assumed y'all knew who Bella Thorne was. I'm not that, that big of a fan. No, <laughs> I, like, yeah, I, I had no idea. Yeah, I, I'm not a, a huge fan of her. I just know she was like, she was big news on like TikTok and Instagram yeah, sure. within a couple of months ago. And I was like, and then I started like looking into her. I was like, oh, she was on Disney? And then like, just yeah. doing this whole thing. What, but what when I, I saw her, I was like, what? I mean, I am so not tapped into online culture Same. at all. Uh, my my fandoms are Star Trek and movies. That's, that's well, what I One of the upsetting things is Bella Thorne is like credited like fourth in this movie. It is upset, disgusting. She's in four scenes. So yeah. she walked away with a check. Her and Tyga walked away with the biggest checks and then everybody <laughs> else got like union fees. Like it was just Ooh. upsetting. So, well, Tyga um, had yeah. to use that money to fund Rack City. That's an entire infrastructure <laughs> that you have 
have to yeah. have to yeah. support. I mean, you got to support they, residential sovereign, commercial sovereign sovereign cities. Like just so, you know, as you guys know, like Rack City is like off the grid. Yeah. It is not. It is like a not a U.S. municipality. So it's like yeah, he has to pay a lot for the government to not. I mean, from what I understand, Taika has a, has is is talking with the United Nations uh, in order to try and get himself. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is, I mean, just as it's great marketing for the song, first off, and just to it see is. a real trailblazer like Taika. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what shows was she accurate. in in Disney? <laughs> <laughs> she, I don't. You know, if you Google her, she would definitely come up. I'm afraid so. She, I don't yeah, that some one. shit that is beyond us. So first okay. of all, let's yeah. be clear. She's she's past our time. So sure. I just know her because I have younger kids in the family. Anyway, so we don't have to talk about Bella no more. But I was just like, why is this random actual like celebrity in this movie? Like, I almost feel like that's not cool. Like, is there a famous oh. person in this movie? Yeah, make them all because well, th- so there are famous people in the movie later, but they're not highlighted the same way. Anyway, so mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. the goal is that the girls want to go to this college party. Tyler Perry rolls up as the boring dad, and this is another trope in the movies. He's like the only one who went to college and the only one who's straight laced, so he's boring in new school or whatever. And he really does ruin the mood very much. So like, he really steps on the whole flirting thing. Yeah, um, if if I may, Chanel, because yes. I do like Tyler Perry as Joe. I do like Tyler Perry as Medea. Whenever he is playing Brian, he is Hateable. one of the worst characters that I have ever seen. And I, I, I don't like to use hyperbole, but the movie just grinds to yeah. a screeching He's a eunuch, halt. basically. Yeah. 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 I will say though, his Brian's in other Medea films are better. This one was yeah. very much like, hey, we need a script supervisor on set because I'm doing too much shit. <laughs> yeah. So I need somebody to keep me going. Like I need somebody to make sure that I'm staying with the story. Cause like yeah. it was just like, especially like in the scene when they're all three together, every time he talked, I'm like, shut the fuck yeah. up. I just like, <laughs> I but want somebody like, else. Let Medea like say your... anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a grieved single father who got left by a woman. So he's like, so in other movies, yeah, he's like, I'm working hard for my kids or whatever. This is just whatever. It, what it, oh, sorry, is. what is that, Chanel? I don't know what you, I didn't say anything. Just one more time. <laughs> I just think we need to get just a, a real No, because that's not even a good voice. He's like, I'm working hard for my kids. <laughs> Something like that. That's not even accurate. But um, yeah, so he ruins the mood. Uh, the girl, the friend, I should have written down her friend. The friend whose dad is a pastor, Asia, oh, Asia. Yeah. She's my favorite because she's like she's she's a so innocent. Woman. She's a she's probably sexy as hell, probably mother of two. Is acting like a kid. Yeah. <laughs> she's like yeah. I don't want to get in trouble, and I'm like <laughs> I love her. <laughs> yeah, so. she uh, she's a big YouTuber. She is. Uh, yeah, she's big YouTube. If I'm not mistaken, she used to be in a relationship with David Dobrik. Who? Who is like the owner of YouTube at this point. I he... know David Dobrik Shit. because he's got a podcast. Yeah. So David Dobrik, um, if I'm not mistaken, he was just like, look at my crazy lifestyle kind of. It was uh, it was white. Sorry, what was that, camera. Aaron? But look uh-huh. at my crazy lifestyle. And just like he was uh, uh, big friends with the Jason Nash uh, comedian. Um, who dated Trisha Paytas. I know a lot about YouTube. This is what I've been doing during quarantine. Um, But yeah, and he uh, basically would just do like different stunts and then Discovery gave him a show, like the Discovery Channel. Is that Derek's Uh, Imaginary Factory or Derek's Factory? Yeah, something like that where it's kind of like Wipeout but but different. And um, But yeah, and they used to, if I'm not mistaken, 
their breakup video on YouTube still has like some of the most views, which is oh. it's kind of our culture in a nutshell. Like somebody's two random YouTubers breaking up basically owns YouTube. But yeah, Lisa is, she's funny as hell. Like her, her YouTube is really great, but you're right. She's like, she's a 30 year old woman who's acting like a, a shy meek high schooler. Yeah. So wait, she's, so there, mm -hmm. hold on. When we wait, say she's break not a high YouTube school. Do they break they up? They broke up on YouTube. But like someone filmed them breaking up and that, or they did like testimonials about the breakup. It was a vlog of them why they're breaking up. Together. Or separate. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, we're we're coming together to announce that we are no longer together, and thank you for respecting our wishes." Kind of thing. When I didn't the, really watch it. When the kids I, on YouTube ship two people together, they need answers when they when they divorce. Yeah. I don't. YouTube's a new Tumblr, so like, it, it it's kind of giving people like the context of the story and that kind of thing. Parasocial relationships, James. You gotta look it up. You gotta research it. It's fascinating. Okay. Um, I wanted to call out. So I'm gonna call out things that are very, that felt very very familiar to me. So uh, again, Lisa, she talks about Hallelujah Wing, and she and they're like, "What is that?" And she starts explaining that it's church on Hallelujah on Halloween, and that is a very real black thing. Like the the, the devil is in Halloween. Yes, do not go outside. Come to church. There are so many kids who spent every Halloween in church, every Christmas in church. Wow. Yes. So just I just wanted to let y'all know like how uh like I want I want to I want to let you guys know this movie isn't making up as much stuff as it seems like. This is. They're throwing real shit in there. I, I was curious about it. It's like, how much of is, is this just like right craziness, <laughs> or is it just like, like in improv when we do like A to C, like right. anecdotal A to C type stuff? Yeah, I don't. Oh, that is the thing too. Like, the, my overarching comment of why I like this is because, first of all, it's ninety percent improv. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, it, oh, it like has it? that feel. Oh, was it? I had there's no idea. But it's intense character work. Like it is so like yeah. it's so ridiculous, but it's so good. Anyway, okay, so yeah, so um they do that and for then uh, I just if, mm -hmm. if I may, Chanel, Chanel, Please. if I may. For something that is as technically involved as having Tyler Perry play three different characters, <laughs> yeah, and then to make the bold decision to have Tyler Perry improvise off of a made up Tyler Perry. Yeah. <laughs> Next level. Yeah, I, I want. I want to see. I want to see your one man show where you put on a, a Medea wig and boobies, and then put on a Brian vest, and then put on a Joe cane, and and tell me if it comes out as good. It won't. It won't. That's because you know that man sweated. Yeah. I just oh, yeah. want to put that out because <laughs> like, and, and like the, the the cosmetics that they had to put on for Joe's fingers. I was fascinated by Joe's fingers because like yeah. I have uncles that like they they have those thick arthritis riddled. And I was like, bro, he's in like full latex. That that's where the sucks. budget goes. That's where yeah, the budget goes. That, yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so I just also wanted to point out that like, so she's uh, the girls are Tef Tiffany is Tyler Perry as Brian's um, daughter, and mm. she's texting the guy from the frat, and he texts her about the party. And he says, "Wear something sexy," yeah. and that's when it crossed into Creep Town. That's when I I don't yeah. know if I've ever received that text, and as a as a even if she was eighteen, that is a lot. That's a lot. Um, yeah, so point that out. Also, because like oh. they just met. Yes. <laughs> like it's yes. 
it, if they're like disgusting. a long lasting relationship, you know, that they're both like, we've, we've discussed our kinks. Right. Right. And then yeah. it's like, yeah, you can be that like playful little text, mm-hmm. but like to be like mm-hmm. right off the bat, like wear something sexy. Yeah. That's a dress code. No. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But what is funny is this is what kicks it off. Cause Tyler Perry sees this message come up on her tablet. And uh-huh. so now he knows there's a game of foot because she said like, oh, leave me at home. Just go. I don't want to go to mom's house. I'm, I'm 17. I could be on my own. So mm-hmm. this is how they get Medea and them to come. And then I got so excited seeing the characters when they sh- then show like Medea, whose real name is Mabel and um, uh, Bam, who mm-hmm. are like, you know, good friends. And they're uh, sitting, feeding the kids candy, which you already talked about. It's like a great opening. So that really gets <laughs> us into the now we're campy. So, um, yeah. what, so what were your and- favorite parts of that? Well, this is that scene specifically is when I start vibing with the movie. Uh huh. Yes. Um, yeah. And for me, I I get it. I really want to see this movie with an audience because yeah, this right. just this You'd feels so much like a play to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and not in a bad way, but I like the reviewer said he's playing to he's playing it so broadly and the mm-hmm. the language is so relaxed that I know that if I was with an audience as opposed to just me, just kind of yeah. watching <laughs> dead-eyed, <laughs> just Taking eating notes, crackers. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would change the experience. Yeah, oh, and I, I, I liked every single scene that Medea was in. Um, and she would go off on these riffs that would feel like so improv stupid. riffs, which makes mm-hmm. sense because yeah. this movie was shot in six days without a script, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I just I want to see this with an audience so bad. For sure. No, yeah. I mean, um, the one thing too I wanted to point out was that because you pointed out something and now I'm gonna forget it, but I do think that is what makes Medea so fun, is like she's just this person with this backstory that's just gonna say what she wants to say. Like, um, while <laughs> they talk about because I'm trying to redecipher my notes, but basically, okay, so Medea always hints at the fact that she has a sex worker past. And oh, yeah. so at some point she mentions that she has a whole one K. Yeah. And she <laughs> says that that's just like um basically just like that's where that's where her money how she saves her money from being a, being a hoe back in the day. And that's gonna come up several times. Um Bam steals candy and yeah. from kids and they they mercilessly roast this child. I <laughs> know say, that poor kid. <laughs> but growing up as a chubby boy, that's real. That, <laughs> yeah, and, but it's like it's so messed up. <laughs> it is though. And I was just like, how are y'all in character? Y'all is just fucking <laughs> to this 12-year-old boy telling him you look like Biggie Small. And I had to go Google because I was like, does what does Biggie's face really look like? And the man really did the boy really did look like that. They called him <laughs> I was just upset. Um, and then they were talking about how like they don't like okay, so yeah, this is so they basically this scene is is the how the rest of the scenes go like they start to see somebody in a distance yeah. <laughs> it's like pushing a cart and from and this is what i mean by accurate from 20 feet away they start going don't come over here with that bullshit don't bring that bullshit. they're like no 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 they start saying whoever clown stay yeah, your ass yeah, over there and yeah. i'm like that is accurate <laughs> like, <laughs> like don't do that like i don't want to play that and so it's joe and hattie pops out as a jack-in-the-box in costume and medea <laughs> Punches, punches Hattie in the yeah. face. <laughs> Which 
Reasonable reaction, Simple. I think. Simple. I, I will say one of my favorite parts about that whole exchange right there is when like the the they're pushing the clown cart and they're they're pushing it. And like any sensible person would be like, fuck this, I just want to go inside. But like all my relatives, everybody I know would be like, no, fuck you. I'm sitting here. Yeah. You're going to leave me alone. Yeah. Stay the hell away from I'm me. Not right. Get I'm away. Nope. Yeah. And I'm going to keep telling you to get away from me because I'm not leaving. But anybody else would be like, it kind of reminded me of when we would do Easter. Like we'd have like the confetti eggs, the cascarones. And like all like the aunts and uncles that didn't want to be, we knew not to fuck with the aunts and uncles who didn't want to be messed around with. Cause like as soon as we got like within ten feet, they'd be like, ah, ah, ah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, okay, <laughs> they're not retreating. And then the exactly. first thing is, it's like you can go do that stuff. Just don't do it yeah. here. I don't uh-huh. care. <laughs> Who you scare? Like just keep uh-huh. moving. Um, and oh, this is what I was gonna say before. So um, there, I keep writing in my notes how I'm crying, and like crying is like crying in laughter. So mm-hmm. so just like the like this movie had me crying the whole time because I was just like they're so stupid. Like it was just and stupid <laughs> is. In Detroit talk like a highest compliment. Like that means they're mm. extremely funny, like right. hilariously funny. So anyway, um, I thought that scene, like that scene is basically setting the premise for these four people and how they interact throughout the rest yeah. of the movie. Uh what is what is the progression of these four characters through the Medea series? So I'm so interested in uh just to say the nerdiest thing that might ever happen on the podcast. The mythology of Medea. You know, uh, what is... I get confused about that myself because I used to think her and Joe were married and they're Brian's parents. But then it makes it seem like he's her aunt. Yeah, but then somebody yeah. called her her auntie. So, yeah, Medea and uh, Joe are brother and sister. Joe mm. is Brian's father. See, oh. but in other movies, it seems like Medea is his mom, but that might be the case. Yeah, like, because they, they try yeah, to... You're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, that makes sense. If, like... At first, like, you kind of get a glimpse, okay, maybe it's his mom. And then you're like, maybe it's his grandma. And then, like, he keeps going. You're like, no, because him and Joe are sons. Uh, son Joe is definitely so Joe, his daddy, yeah. Yeah, so, and Medea is Joe's brother. So you're like, okay, through that exchange, I get it. That's his aunt. And that's just kind of, like, yeah. she's but, the matriarchal figure, it kind of sounds like. Yeah, for sure. she is. But, but for the sake of the bit, though, sometimes they would joke that Joe used to pimp Medea out so I'm yeah. just <laughs> like that's where the, the confusion happens but it, but um I do want to point out that like this uh so so to answer the arc question so Medea in this movie is like pushing Brian to like stand up for himself Medea is like a grandmother figure for like so basically the the other movies will be Medea in her home and um then different things happening and like we we really actually follow the rest of those characters and then Medea comes in like Medea is a person you can go to if you are being beaten and you need to hide from your husband or and you need help to leave or um if you're being bullied or if you don't know what to do and or if you're on the streets and you want to find a way to get out of it so like Mm -hmm. Medea is like a haven and like represents more of like a, a matriarch for the community and um you know mm-hmm. she's known by people she's known by the police she's known by the preacher you know she's known in all these different ways and so um her arc is very much like actually i haven't seen the last one but anyway the point is that like she's um that's kind of her arc she's consistently that bam is her friend who shows up and it's kind of like there's no those characters don't actually get development though fortunately and unfortunately like they just they play that role and like Hattie I don't think is in all of them um but like yeah. oh the Browns are there so like the Browns I think are um so Mr. and Mrs. Brown are 
they are the ones who are driving her to church, like who are helping her get out of, out of court. Was this the one where she goes to court? That's a different no. one. Never mind. Oh, that's, that's a different one. I was watching, I was watching another Medea movie. Another. Movie. Sorry. So there's. Is that one Family Reunion? I think. Yes, I but think, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, there's one where she's in. in no, Medea goes to jail. Is what it was. That's, yeah. Goes to jail. But anyway, she um. There's there's some characters called the Browns who like are. I think they're brother and sister, and they're her kids in the movie. And I know but, that they have um, their own TBS sitcom. Yeah, they have a Tyler spin-off. Perry like shot like a hundred episodes, like three months. Jeez. Yep, they yeah. have a spinoff called Meet the Browns. There's another one called um, House of Pain or something like that. I don't know. Oh, no, that's oh not yeah, it, but yeah. But the point is that the Browns actually in real life are married and like in a real relationship, which is great. But anyway, oh. so um, there's there's this universe of characters that have spun off and are all still like somewhat consistent because they don't develop the characters too much so you don't have to worry about like once a relationship is set they all just kind of go on and do their own thing so it is it is genius in the way that like he's given so many black black performers and some you know afro-latin like uh it branches out but giving so many black performers a space to like have their own show like have a tbs show that's going to be syndicated because there's a million episodes and they film you know like you said 12 at a time so um that is kind of like some of the perks of it even though it is kind of confined and then i do like when he explores the depths like joe got explored in this movie in a way where joe was very dark and i love like i feel like that's tyler Perry's only chance to like play a hyper masculine character joe is when he plays so joe. funny He's yeah. so he's rude as hell. Just yeah. it's yeah. weird. Yeah, he's scary. he's just a grumpy, bitter old man, and like it, he's it just it, yeah, yeah, and like yeah, I can relate and, to that. Yeah, especially <laughs> during quarantine. Yeah, I. Uh, oh my god, you're yeah, connection. you got yeah. big energy, James. I I have some strong. You sit in a chair for the entire movie. <laughs> Why else would yes, I move? Yes, exactly. That's why it's so fun. Like he he probably has like two minutes of actually walk, or probably yeah, less than a minute of actually just walking or movement. Yeah. yeah, and it just works. I'm like, yeah, we all have that relative that just I mean sits, sits. in the chair. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it just struck me as Tyler Perry not wanting to put in the special effects work of having to composite himself in. <laughs> uh, sure, but it works. I, I mean, it, go, it works. Go 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 get it, man. At what point um, Medea has a hammer <laughs> in her purse? <laughs> <laughs> it's things like that that keep me coming back. Um, oh, okay. So now they're at the house. So basically, um, you know, Brian, as you said in the summary, comes up, calls him over to help to babysit because he needs mm-hmm. um, he needs a babysitter. And also, what's hilarious? I don't know if you guys can hear my mom, but what's hilarious is that um, he is like asking for help, and Medea's like, "Oh, I'm busy," and he goes, "I'll pay you." She's like, "Be right there!" Oh, yeah. Like, there's so, that. So um, yeah, instantly show up instantly. Right. She's like, uh, "Yeah, yeah." He goes, "I'll pay you." And then instantly she goes, "Okay, I'll be over in ten minutes." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like her schedule clears up. So there's this story that ha- so they and then this is this is one of the scenes that drives her viewers crazy. They just sit in a room and talk shit. Yeah, and yep. again, very culturally accurate. That's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what happens. So it's like, I know that it doesn't advance the plot, but it's very comfortable to me. So anyway, they, they, and then they do this thing that fam- all families do, which is bring up your most embarrassing story. So this mm. is not the only time we've heard this pencil story. So apparently the idea that, is that Brian has one testicle because when he was young, he got pushed off a roof and landed. Well, Joe, his father. Yeah, pushed Joe him pushed him off. And, yes, and there's and a he, pencil in his pocket, right? That punctured. That punctured. Yeah. 
what? Who would write that in for themselves? Who would express this story? But it so it explains Brian so well. It's like, oh, that's yeah. why you're so uh, guarded all the time. Yeah, like, and, and but I feel like at the same time, like, what makes these movies, like, so comfortable, like you said, is, like, every family's got that one, like, like, honestly it's a tragic story like the man mm-hmm. got pushed off a roof and lost yeah. a testicle right but like like looking back on it we all kind of laugh at it. yes <laughs> like like so it, it it's that comfortability that just kind of you're like what's going on like yeah, we spent five minutes talking about a, a man who lost a testicle yeah. <laughs> in his face <laughs> in his house yeah yeah in his house yeah. Yeah. Make fun of um yeah and i mean medea says something like he says that he was on life support and she's like oh, you're blaming me and i'm just like Yes, you harmed the child. Which, I don't know, yeah, but it's yeah. just, I love it. I love it. If, I love it. If, if I may be the voice of dissent, if I may Please. be you the voice it. of dissent, and this is not a dunk. Mm, I warn you, Ken, counselor, tread lightly. Ooh. Uh, but the, the, the reason that I want to see this movie with an audience is because I can, I can picture this landing so much better on a stage. But whenever the camera is just kind of locked off and the bit for me goes on mm-hmm. way too long mm-hmm. and the air just kind of gets let out. But like mm. a theater show yeah, has a little bit more relaxed pacing. And there's, mm-hmm. for me, a little bit of a different expectation for that. And yeah. that's because no, you have a point for sure. But the context is really important because like if you're looking at this for comedy, and bits and characters like even though that's what we've talked about is there that's not what you're getting you're getting people talking shit <laughs> as characters that's really yeah. and if you switch yeah. it to that it's just that's what you're getting this whole movie like that like there's because i do agree with you like a bit needs to you know comedy in threes and move along mm-hmm. they're not following mm-hmm. any rules they're literally just like what would my character say if tiffany talked back my character would say beat her ass and I, i'm gonna say beat her ass over and over and over until maybe he decides to beat her ass and that's all but that's all i have to say about it beat her ass <laughs> yeah and the fact that they probably wanted to wrap that scene in probably under two hours, if possible, like yeah. with all those cuts mm-hmm. and all those angles, mm-hmm. like they're like, yeah, let's just let's just get it going. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, and then after this, my 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 notes fly by after that because I like I feel like that sets the scene. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Then basically, what's happening now is the girls sneak off. They go to the frat party. Um. They look good, you know. But I'm. I, so there's this narrative now of like the girls are underage and they shouldn't be at the party. And mm-hmm. I started to get confused because I'm like, can you be around alcohol if you're 18? No. Right. I mean, no, but yeah, like as a kid, I was like, I, I went like I, I went to high school parties that had plenty of booze, but at the same time, like, no, like, I did. Yeah. Like, well. <laughs> I mean that—that's just kind of the hyper moralistic stance that this movie takes for yeah, for right. Tiffany. That is what, and I just um, now I'm jumping around, but basically, How dare uh, you? sorry. The other thing, the other thing that's expressed in that scene that I think again, just once we address it once, it's not going to progress. Is um, there's a generational conflict of like these are the old school parents who beat their kids, and then this is the new school parenting, and this is the result of new school parenting is that your daughter is insanely disrespectful. Like mm-hmm. Tiffany was disrespectful for no damn reason all the time. Yeah. Um, and it was like, but it has to be that dramatic to kind of bring forth the whole thing of like, you have to kick her out, Brian. You have to put your foot down because she was like incessantly like disrespectful. And we find out later it's because she's mad at him. She's mad at him for being cheated on. I don't, it, 
It got weird. <laughs> I mean, to to me, it just it, it, Brian's behavior also just struck me as being like a wet blanket who just wants to feel like a man, which is 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 kind of disconcerting mm-hmm. to me. And I guess that he does, you know, you don't see that as much. I think what is kind of cool about it is you don't you you don't see like since Urkel, you don't see too many like not like black men like not in their full confidence. Like I think that that represents like he definitely is speaking up for someone because, you know, like that he's basically like being the nerdy guy. But in a, in a, a black movie where there that space isn't there in the same way as an adult. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I, what you're I'm saying, saying is saying that like, Brian should have been played by Jaleel White. That's what you're saying. No, sure. no Jaleel White was way too cool to play brian like i'm saying that <laughs> i'm saying that the representation is, you know i'm just saying like we have no i i yet. totally get it because the, i know, I know. The, like the trope of of black men in cinema yeah. is that they're they're it's real white is fine like oh my here. gosh whenever yeah. you play stefan or kel come on don't, yes you don't uh, even yes. don't even start yeah, yeah, yeah uh, period. Um, Lord, but even start. so they go to the party, and there's just so again very so so because it's a character. I'm not gonna. It doesn't traipse into transphobia, but there's a lot of. Is really a man down there? Are them titties it, real? Do you have a penis? It 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 <laughs> was uncomfortable space for James' fight. I'll say that I was like, oh, this is. I mean, there's just a lot of boob yeah. humor in this movie in general yeah which to and like fair, in, inappropriate touch yeah and like yeah yeah they just grab medea's titties like yeah oh, yeah. Be okay. yeah but it's james it's okay because it's fake i i know <laughs> i know that's what we come well, i know it very much it 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 feels like tyler perry <laughs> just kind of dunking on himself right there and going look i know that there's no way yeah. that i look like a woman that's that's the joke but the but, thing is he medea does like like there yeah are i give her a smooch women. yeah like medea's medea's cute but tyler perry medea's cuter than tyler perry let's be james tell me you wouldn't want to make out with medea i'm okay tell me no tell me i don't i don't want to Tell me you wouldn't want to feel up Medea in the back of your car. Wait, why not? I, I don't. I this is. I don't <laughs> like this because I like What's Meg that? from Hercules. I like Unreal, James. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you're she's telling, from Greece. You're telling me so she's a she'd be a Greek girl. No, she's from Hercules. Stucker Channing is from Greece. What is she saying? Is that Africans in Greece? What? Mm, interesting. Yeah, that's interesting that you wouldn't want to hook up with the uh, chorus, the Greek chorus. I mean, there's, yeah, there's like a whole bunch of yeah. Yeah. I, just, like, I don't like it. I don't like me, this. Aaron, you, you brought me up and Aaron Meg. are definitely with Chanel. You brought Meg up. I you like Meg. Meg. <laughs> you brought a white She's sassy and sarcastic, and I like her. Is Tiffany hot? Who? The, the oh, girl. Tiffany Q. To be Tiffany to Q. be fair, Chanel, we can't say anything because Tiffany's seventeen. Yeah, she's seventeen. In real life, no, totally weird. Yeah, she's 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 my age. She's grown as fucking real life. So, James. Okay, then yes, uh, she looked nice. Okay, I James, how can like you say it. that? She's underage. Yeah! That's disgusting. So no, she's really cute. She's very yeah. fine. No, um, absolutely. Okay. I just, I, yeah, I, I, like, mean, just, uh, I like is, Tiffany and, uh, um, was it Abigail the friend? 
the church front yeah the where a day i think yeah yeah i mean they're both gorgeous like all, yeah. the, all everybody in this movie looks great like i don't think there's um too many uh hard hard looks in this one but well, um, i wasn't a fan of that horse guy you not, weren't not i was not i was I, I was literally thinking about how much of a hunk horse was right at they that were moment. all very hunky they had a lot of but muscle. i just hate how over the top hunk he was like like it was he would clearly be the cover of a 1990s romance novel yeah to me that's just kind of gross i'm like ah, it I'm was not, giving want... it was giving fabio a yeah, little, little too much you're saying yeah. that like that's a bad thing i think there should be more hunks all I'm saying is I wouldn't mind some love handles on my oh, yeah. uh, thick boys on my romance too. novels. Yeah, that's no, all I'm saying. Like, I mean, it, unrealistic it's beauty standards. No, it, it's okay, 2021, so... and we barely got. It, I mean, Fenty just started putting uh, thick like wings. realistic thick men on modeling. So you look, because yeah. here's the pitch. Here's the pitch. Fans of Shame Watch. We want you to Photoshop our boy Aaron Salinas onto Harlequin romance novels. Ooh. Full bodied, full figured, and give full us frontal. the title of those Harlequin novels. Send them in. We'll put them on the show, even though it's not a video podcast. It's strictly We'll make audio. a video podcast just for that. Yeah. I mean, my, my camera is pointed at my bed, which now That's looking true. at it kind of looks like I do some questionable side hustles. Ooh. But like right, right? like that lighting's perfect for it. here. That lighting, right? Mm. Aaron, so, if I... you just take some glamour shots, we'll put that up on the social, and then we'll get people to Photoshop you in. Oh, real talk, We're Aaron. Gonna I make need you pictures of hot. your feet. I'll, I'll put my headshots up too. Well, also, but get get I those feet pics. I, I I got you. Thanks. I'll cut my toenails. Oh, James isn't attracted to Medea because he can't see your feet. Do you have a foot yeah. fetish? No, it's one, it. it's one. Why does this? Why is this always getting put on me? I this you is just ask for this, feet pictures, James. What are we doing? You're <laughs> well, asking for racist. That's a ten dollar Patreon reward, and I need to push that out. It's nothing to do with me. Aaron's the one that pitched it. I don't have a foot fetish. But what okay. the listener didn't hear is because Aaron cut it out. Uh, is that James wanted a swastika pointed? Painted on the foot. Do you want my feet as a bonus, like as an extra? No. It's only for a Why don't you want Chanel's feet? <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> I'm a good so, person. I try to be good. <laughs> but you, but you, I'm a good dean. I'm a good so, dean. <laughs> so they're at the party, and Tyga is the musical guest at this frat party the mayor of rack city himself and yes and he's doing rack city and um they just keep repeating rack city rack rack city (laughs) rack city rack rack city and i'm like do they only have the budget for the chorus like i don't know what's happening and then medea is saying that she doesn't really want to dance like you know i'm not here for this but then her bottom half starts dancing (laughs) very good bit very good thing i like that's the whole part half yeah yeah that's the whole part yeah (laughs) It's still in her. It's so funny, but I will say, like, going before we got on that uh, tangent, like the some of the problematic stuff in here is like, yes, they're going to like draw on the idea that like this is what hot people look like. They're skinny, they're muscular. Like the fat people in the show are going to be made fun of for being fat and being out of shape and not Mm -hmm. necessarily sexual, like you know. But I do think that they do flip some of like the sex worker narratives on their heads by like having these older women who are respectable go to church, pray, but also have those paths. So I think. But, you know, I anyway, basically everything. I, I love how shady Medea is. And I love that it's not really 
set in stone exactly what she did at least at this yes movie. like yeah. it's all whatever kind of the joke needs she did it yeah <laughs> that's that's hilarious that love um yeah speaking of that so uh they want to call the police to shut the party down but Medea can't call the police and this is one of my favorite things <laughs> Because people in my family say this as a joke. And I've, like, she says she she got warrants. So she can't be the one to call the phone because they will recognize her yeah. voice. And they're like, what do you mean it's not that deep? She's like, I'm also on the terrorist watch list. <laughs> they're going to do, do voice recognition. It's not going to work. Bam can't call the police because she's still high, which is just. But she's a, got a card. But she's got her card. She's got, she's got, she's got her prescription. But she can't do that. And so basically... She's, um, she's so happy about that prescription <laughs> the entire movie, which is so but, funny. And she should be. Well, what, when you think about, too, like, and this is where it gets kind of serious, but like the over-incarceration and like small drug offenses, she's like, fuck you guys. I got my... I'm in my 70s, but I finally got my card. So I mm-hmm. kind of get that. And um, yeah. it, it leads to a, a very funny thing later where the police come to the door and they oh, freak yes. out and they're all like, wait, hide the stuff. What? And yeah. they're like, oh, wait a minute. We're not doing nothing illegal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was great. Um, and, uh, another small thing to point out, these things are very important. So as they're all vacating the party because the police have come, there is a boy in a I Dream of Genie costume. I don't know if anyone else noticed that, but there is a boy with the frilly fairy outfit on. And I was like, why? Why extra? Who gave you that costume? I didn't realize um, it was I Dream of Genie costume. That's cool. Well, I don't know what it was. I just kind of made that. Uh, it was, it was bewitched. Oh, classic. <laughs> classic switch room. It was probably like Jasmine from the, the light. I don't know. But um, oh, and there's Kylie another has... James fave. Jasmine. We're gonna have to. We're gonna dig into that in the bonus. You don't like Jasmine? Oh, <laughs> no, it's just like what is the, the cartoons? Is uh, what about, it's about their personalities? They're about their drawn personalities. and written by. <laughs> I was a child. Are you saying that you like child things? Put a pin in oh, that. I'm so, ejecting from this. <sighs> so Tiger, yeah, Tiger's are. leaving, and Tiger goes, "Okay, bye, guys." And I'm like, "What?" Is Tiger's like, okay, this is this is lame. I'm out of here. And I'm like, okay, I forgot you were there, Tyga. Um, and so anyway, that's like the vacating of the party, and and the the boys are like, oh, the old people got us because they know the pe- they came looking for Tiffany, but they hid them. They find out the girls are underage, so like everyone scatters. And this goes into this. Now we get into the scary part of the movie, which is just like where I I like screamed at my TV. Like it was every most of the bits after this were so funny to me. I don't know why, like, first of all, Tiger was super random. Like, I don't know if he just happened to be in Atlanta when they were filming and they were like, hey, can we just, like, who's the hottest person we can get right now in in music? And Tiger was just in. And then when he said bye, I was like, who, why are we giving you lines? Like, you're not really... (laughs) moving the narrative like but okay that's not stop thinking like that (laughs) i'm sure the city manager called tyga and said mr mayor we need to pull you there's some trouble in rack city yeah rack city (laughs) but yeah i i thought that part was just a little like kind of silly but like all all in all just that part alone Mm -hmm. helped push the narrative i guess like just kind of keep things going but like it, it it was I just thought it was so strange just to see Tiger. I just, I don't know why it was. 
It was very it's, weird. Yeah, I mean, you know, teach his own. He got a big check from I'm sure. Um, that's what makes me mad, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, um, oh, this is, I meant to mention this. So they go back to the house, and they've realized the girls are gone. Obviously, they're mad as hell. But then, um, oh, before, like, basically, Tiffany had tried to tell them that someone had died and murdered in the house, and that it was haunted yeah. to try to set up to scare them or give them no incentive <laughs> to kind of leave. And um, so while they're already kind of spooked by that, and then somebody knocks on the door, and I don't know who it is, but his head is like, it's, it's a white man. And they go, uh, you see white, they, instead of you see dead people, it's, yeah, you, you see, see white people, and they freak out. And I just, um, I, what I like about that is, even though obviously there's diversity in this movie, it's like, it, it reminds me of, like when I was in Austin every day, like outside of quarantine, like, and I would go visit places like where I'm from Detroit or go to Atlanta. I'd be like, oh my God, like there are places where you don't see white people every day. <laughs> like, I'm just like, <gasps> like, it just reminded me of that. Not, no offense. I chose to see you guys. White but people I just, suck. I'm just saying that it's just more so like the reminder that, oh, we could, we could have made this whole movie a black bubble if we wanted to. I just like that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, they, yeah, that there's that. Um, oh, and then she, so Bam for no reason goes to the door to tell to tell the police she doesn't speak English by saying in English. <laughs> she said, "No speak any English." She said, "Como esta?" She goes, "Uh, I'm Chinese," which problematic. Yeah. Yeah. And he speaks problematically. He speaks a fake Asian language back to her. <laughs> like I know he, yeah. he didn't say that's not Mandarin. And so they go back and forth. <laughs> Until she pulls out her card and says she's legal, whatever. So basically, the police are looking for her. Um, and I don't even remember that part. The point is that now we get into the scare. So Bam goes into the kitchen, the bathroom, and the water won't stop running. And on the mirror, and this is so the idea is that these frat boys have rigged all of this, but this is high tech source. For real. Yeah, are they, they engineering right? degrees? Like, what's uh... they established that one of them? is kind of a special effects person within the first 10 minutes, like one of the pledges. Oh, yeah. But yeah. also, what do they do? Rig a, rig a television replacement of the mirror so that they could be able to write on the mirror, but yeah, also but have the, that mirror but, be passably... But they wrote, they wrote on it live. Like, the, like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, some of this is beyond the premise, but basically they write, um, get... <laughs> so messed up. They say, get your fat ass out of this house or die. (laughs) It's a clear and concise message. But I I just like that a ghost would say that, though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Unnecessary. But that's why it's hilarious because that's an insult. I love anyway. So, and then, yeah, like Hattie's at Hattie keeps trying to fall asleep, but the TV keeps coming back on. And then it cuts to like some, like in 10 minutes, they whipped up this, like, um, what's it called? The guy with the mask, like this, uh, anonymous style, oh, yeah, scary yeah. thing. To, I'm like, y'all need job, y'all are ready for the workforce. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, video work is high quality, and then basically, okay, and this is my I, I'm going scene by scene because each of these bits I deeply enjoyed because, again, like this is the realistic way to deal with this, sure. They all leave each time something happens to them, they leave the fuck out of the room and run to where everybody else is. And they're like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Like that's yeah. the only accurate response. So they go in the room and Medea is, and this I want to tell this to you guys too, because this is very black. So they come in there and Medea's in the room. 
in the bed with her clothes and her shoes on and her purse like under her arm because she's scared and she won't admit that she's scared. And they go, Medea, why you got all these lights on? Which is a question that's asked all the time in black household, like turn the lights off. If it's not pitch black, you don't need, you need one light, maybe two lights, but don't have all these lights on. Like that phrase sure. in itself is, uh, you know, household. And she's like, I'm reading. And I go, what are you reading? She's like, I'm reading the Bible. And they're like, where's the Bible? She's like, in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> On the table in my heart. It was just such, a, you know, they were just riffing up of that. And I just enjoyed yeah. that. So they all leave and run. And um, there's, I, what I okay so and I'm I'm gonna get out of going beat by beat but basically what I love is that in this movie multiple times there's a scramble and I and you don't <laughs> see scrambles in good movies and I love yeah. it like they'll be like we all gotta go so it's like <laughs> we move this here and I love that because that's where game it yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing is picture perfect in a moment of chaos and 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 they they really hit the to the T and I just want to say I love how Bam's um, recovery from knee surgery only yeah. gets brought up <laughs> at, at certain points because like that's just that's just so good and like so like it's just like yeah like I only bring up my brain surgeries at, at peak times yeah. when I need to do stuff so I get it like that's true yeah definitely oh yeah there's a bit of like she asked how to hold her walker so she can walk yeah. to the couch like and you know I but then she but the funny thing, you know I had my surgery like she'll bring it up just to. <laughs> In case I need to use it, yeah, yeah, my surgery. So, um, yeah. So, and then for some reason, Medea goes to check out the attic, which, uh, oh, my favorite part about this is she sees this clown, and she's talking to herself out loud. And this is this is where I said like genius, because she's like, <laughs> she's like, I know that clown didn't move. Okay, I'm gonna keep. I know that clown neck did just look at me. I know, like she said, she's doing it out loud, which is, is that not how you would, you, would you not be oh. out loud just in case? Just in case, yeah. Yeah. You gotta test it out. Because if something responds, like, like, okay. But if yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, or just to keep yourself sane. Like, you're like, I right. need, like, ooh, I know. Yeah, to like, talk yourself clown. down a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's also like warning to that that threat that person out there, like I see you, yeah. right. so stop it. Now like, I know you. I, know I don't like it. I, yeah, exactly. That's it. Like you just you you're like this is insane. I so I have to narrate it because yeah, I can't. So um, I just thought that was very realistic. Um, she the clown basically is chasing them through the house and popping up, and I mean, amazing. Like the clown is like on one flight of the stairs. When you look, they turn back. Like this, it, it is a scary element, but again, like the stakes are low, no one's gonna die. Yeah. Um, so she does what we need her to do, which is punch the clown and run. Yeah. Um, every time this clown <laughs> comes up, this clown is getting raspy. Like this clown is not, is not no one like and again that I aspire. I like to think that if someone jumped out at me, I would attack. Sure. Yeah. That's my aspiration. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So I was screaming. I was just like, this is hilarious. Oh, and then she but she she punches this clown, but then she falls, tumbles down the stairs. <laughs> get out. It's just like, come on, you're giving us everything. Um, they run out to the car but forgot the keys. And then Joe is in the house alone and Joe is smoking a joint. And same thing. He says and he just doesn't get up, yeah. which is why I love it so much. <laughs> 
He said, now, clown, go on with that bullshit. Clown, don't play with me, clown. I'm trying to smoke with you. You about to blow my high. I love this idea. Like, stop fucking with my, I'm high right now. Don't mess with me. So yeah. he ends up beating the clown with the cane, and we find out it's Horace. Um, and when Medea pulls off in the car, basically the red, okay, this is also another bit that is, uh, felt very black. So someone's just on the phone. <laughs> like Joe just has a phone and there's someone just saying, hello, hello, hello. And Joe is just like, yeah, I got somebody on the phone here. And I don't know if y'all caught this, but Joe says, Medea, I was trying to run up your minutes. Oh. Which means like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, like try to use her her back in the days before mm. Unlimited, which I don't know if y'all are old enough, but I remember. <laughs> yes. And um, I remember that. It, yeah. For the brief. We just hear this person going, yeah, the person's like, hello, 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 which is just stupid because I don't even know if they had minutes. I think Joe was just like, I just wanted to fuck with your stuff, basically. Right. Right. Behavior. So they hand it to him, and Medea is still. There's just a phone, and she's like, I don't know who did, who is this on the phone. Y'all think it's somebody on the phone? Like instead of just grabbing the phone, right? right. And they're like, Don't answer that phone, Medea. You never know the girl. If you could die, like they're talking, they're like referencing other scary movies. So he picks up the phone. It's a reverend, and this is how we're gonna know. Okay, this is how we're gonna know that like um the, the jig is up. So as she's talking, um she goes, They go, We need prayer. So the Reverend just prays. The Reverend has an urgent message. Hey, my daughter is letting you know y'all are being haunted. But somebody says prayer and they say, oh, okay, that'll, that'll, we could get back to that. And just starts <laughs> to do a prayer in the middle of the thing. So yeah. love that. Anyway, the, uh, those are, those type of beats are what like kind of got me through the movie. Just like the, the stupidity of it. And just like the, in it, the ability to like say, fuck the plot. We're just going to write write out what would this character do and yeah. then my favorite moment of the whole movie is as they're driving the car stops it gets stuck out of the woods from these zombies the whole f- <laughs> battalion um they're like parkour breakdance <laughs> it's i mean it's scary as shit it's actually if we didn't know the premise already it was at, it would spook you and um yeah. medea starts running medea's the last to run and medea clears it like she leaves Dan and hattie behind and my favorite moment of the entire film i swear to god is her saying help me jesus help me jesus help me because are you telling me regardless of your religion if you were running from zombies that you wouldn't be calling out to Jesus Christ and the Lazarus saints, you, you're lying. You're lying. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I, you would cry to. Yeah. So. I'd be calling on every deity. I'd be yeah. calling on everybody. Poseidon, like every religion. Zeus. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me let go of this situation. The oh, Baha'i yeah. God. Yeah. Ra. That's what I'm saying. All of it. So, Horus. um, I loved that scene because of it's like it just felt like very much because and I I just want to say like I know this was based on like a Chris Rock thing or whatever but there is this narrative always of like what would black people do in movies and so we had scary movie trilogy or series Mm -hmm. which is amazing Mm -hmm. but like this is like a a manifestation of that with characters we already know Um, and anyway so that at the end they basically want to teach the kids a lesson um, by pranking them back so they prank them by by killing pretending like a day is dead in the basement which, oh my god um, this is messed up this is this, really messed up it's so st- i was like the plot is lost because y'all are just yeah. gonna group, group these kids in have the police come in but what i wanted to point out here is that is the cameos at the end so like um nephew tommy who is a, a great radio personality in the black community is the cop that busts into the house the black cop at the end and then when they get on they get basically they rile them up to get on a paddy wagon and 
somehow the transport to jail has made a stop outside to pick these kids up just in case they need to go right to county. So they all get on this bus and there's all these black comedians there. So Corey Holcomb is there, Lavelle Crawford is there, and they're the ones talking about how I love Lavelle Crawford so much. They're they're letting the guys know they're probably going to get some hugs in the shower, which going back to like the gay panic stuff is fucked up, but it is a definitely a narrative in a lot of black movies um and then Adele Givens is there and she's like doing her crazy eyes flirting with Bella Thorne so at the end she's like oh she's saying that she wants her to twist her hair <laughs> and Bella Thorne's like my hair doesn't look good in braids that was Bella Thorne shining that moment saying like it, it doesn't it won't work really well like I don't it really bad like my hair is very very straight like and I was like oh Bella thank you for getting into the camp of the moment so that's it and then um we wrap on and this is why I love this movie and I and this is my the end of my pitch for why it's the best horror movie ever it ends on a wacky note there's you I don't want to end on funerals I don't want to end on to be continued it, it wraps up very nicely where they're all outside and Medea's like oh guys you know a day's really alive you know we're just trolling you learned your lesson which I guess is that you can die at frat parties so don't go to parties until you're done <laughs> and then dying yeah is that's right more possible. it doesn't so and then she goes oh Brian <laughs> Where you get all these fake police from? And Brian says, "Fake police? I'm a prosecutor. I these are real officers." And then nephew Tommy comes out and is like, "Don't I know you?" And Medea says, <laughs> "Let's ride." And her and the frat kids scatter. <laughs> the end of the movie is the police chasing them like um like Keystone cops and just feel good, feel good movie. Wrapped up in a horror plot, wrapped up in a family, you know, lessons learned about raising kids in this generation. And I put it up as one of the best horror movies of all time. That's wild. I'll take it. I'll take it. For real. That's, yeah. And and the fact, just of like how the story was birthed, of just, just of a rock special. Yeah. And Tyler Perry was like, yeah, I can do it. And then in six days. It was done. (laughs) It was done. Yeah. Uh, speaking of getting it done, uh, we are pulling it to the end of the show. And one of the things that we like to do at the end of the show is a wonderful game. The podcast's fourth favorite game called the Rotten Tomatoes Game. It's the Rotten Tomatoes Game. Boom, da, boom, boom, splat. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes Game is based off of the website Rotten Tomatoes, a film review aggregator that takes all submitted film reviews, averages them out by a pass-fail system, then assigns a percentage on how many people might think a movie is either fresh or or rotten. This is not a score that a film is X percent good. It is only a survey of how many people liked it. Now I will be asking our esteemed panelists for two numbers, one being the critical approval score and the audience approval score, and they will be giving me their guess of what it is out of 100% without going under. Uh, Starting with Mr. Fight, sir, what do you think the out of 43 critical reviews, what do you think the approval rating is for Boo and Medea Halloween? Chanel, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say 13%. 13%? I'm just playing to the... I won't be taking this personal. Don't worry. The, because it, 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 it... Just based on the review we heard and how hateful it was, <laughs> don't think many people liked... Many critics liked mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. film. So that is 13% from James. Aaron, do you think that critics were kinder? Were they even more vicious? Yeah, I think critics are assholes. Um, I think, I think 13's like, that's, that's vicious. I'm going to say 45 though. 45%. Outstanding. And Chanel. 
So just quick clarification, are these like the what the reviewers say or what like a random grandma this might is, put? This is what all submitted film critics all, to Rotten okay, Tomatoes Actually, okay. thought and then just kind of averaging out the percentage of how many critics like this movie. I'm going to go with a good old 8%. I think oh. it's going to be terrible. Whoa. <laughs> I think it's going to be in the depths of hell. Go ahead. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's not a good movie. In, in, in Outside of the... We had to set up very specific scope for previewing this movie. Right. And that made right. it great. Outside <laughs> of that, very bad. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, well, unfortunately, James and Chanel, you have been too pessimistic. Oh. Aaron, oh. you are closest without going under. The correct answer is 19%. Oh, oh are you kidding me? <laughs> I was so close. You were very close. You were. You were still. Holy shit. Wrong. <laughs> I was too optimistic at 45. You were like, uh, oh, you guys are going too hard. Nope. Apparently not. Uh, and the audience score out of 12,010 audience ratings, starting with Chanel, what do you think the audience approval rating is for? Boo! Um, I'm gonna say, Halloween. I'm going to say 77. 77%. Damn it. I was going to say 78. <laughs> 78% from Aaron. No, uh... Uh, too late. You set the score. You know how the game works. I'll, I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it. Uh, the first number that you say is obviously the number that we go to. And Mr. Fight? 86%. 86%. Chanel, looks like you are closest without going under. The audience approval rating is 53%. What? Okay. Damn. Man, I... I price is right at you. (laughs) That's right. Well, that's been uh, What? Wait. Okay. And Aaron, of course... Uh, you have just bit. performed above and beyond this episode, so just want to say thank you for being great. Thanks, man. I, I do want to say I, I think Tyler Perry is genuinely an underappreciated just person. Mm-hmm. Like, dude's lived a hard life, like a hard <laughs> fucking life, and the only thing that's kept him going is his art, and the fact that he gets to, like, provide his art and provide, like, jobs mm-hmm. To like a great amount of Atlanta, like he owns a massive studio in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like I think it takes up like a predominant part of of the infrastructure in Atlanta. Like the the guy, he's lived such a hard life, and he's just like telling such great stories that if you haven't given Tyler Perry a chance, like any of his films, like uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, that's the first one that came to, was his first film. Like that's a really great venture, and then just to keep going. I think you even know. from a even if you don't like the mo- the movies, because as Chanel has mentioned, I think there are some very valid criticisms of these movies. But you also cannot help but respect that no one is doing what Tyler Perry is doing mm-hmm. on the scale that he mm-hmm. is doing it at. He is comp- at least from all the stuff that I know, he just built it all. Yeah, and movies himself. for sure. Yeah. Because the only other person I would say is Oprah is, but they work together. So yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. So, so my ending thoughts are that uh, I, I, again, suspend your, you know, Hey, I love, uh, you know, Twin Peaks and I only yeah, listen James. to, you know what I mean? Like I only listen to these podcasts. I don't listen to Joe Rogan. So I wouldn't, if, if those are, if those things ping for you, you're going to hate. 
if you listen to Joe like, Rogan experience, you're not gonna like boo Medea Halloween. You're, you're not gonna like Medea as a human being. Like it's just not a thing yeah. for you, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. And so what I don't want to do is encourage people who are like who still don't see the value of like black humor, black comedy, black and whatever, and then try to come to like this is not the starter, is what I'm trying to say. Like do some Alex Cross or like you know uh, do some Jump in the Broom, like do some like black movies that are that are very like commercialized and then work your way back to this because like like you, like we talked about it is very problematic and i think that i wanted to add about the um the, the tyler perry production studio he bought that on land that used to be a plantation so like he bought that on, oh, on, on land that was like you know enslaved people worked there so i say all that to say he's also still rude in a lot of ways because he could definitely hire writers tyler perry has the budget and the ability to like do things and elevate people in different ways and so mm -hmm. even he what he he is like most of our uh, i would say like cis black male figures in the, in the black community and that he is like problematic but helps out financially so you kind of it's hard to not <laughs> it's yeah. hard to like you know you kind of just pick where you want to land so like it's funny because i got a tweet uh i was tweeting earlier about um you know, prove me wrong about Boo, Boo, Amidia Halloween being a great movie. And um, someone was like, are you standing Tyler Perry on my timeline? I'm like, they're like, black people will infight over this. So I just want to say yeah. it's not the place to go. Um, but I have thoroughly enjoyed rewatching it with you guys. And um, I really appreciate you guys for being open to talking about this on Black History Month when you're going to have higher scrutiny. You probably said a lot of things wrong. Um, yeah. You probably will get canceled, I'm hoping. Um, and I just I appreciate you guys canceled. for letting don't, me facilitate. Yeah, let me. Don't you worry. Let me facilitate that. Isn't this yeah. episode scheduled to come out in March? No, no, it's coming out in February. Oh, sick! So sick! Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. getting, so, we're there's getting so it. many reasons why I'll be canceled, but um, including eh, including the women I'm attracted to. Uh, yeah, there and that's been an episode of Shane Watch. Thank you to Denise Hudson for our rock and theme song, and to James Garcia for our artwork. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Shame Watch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Have suggestions, questions, comments, or general tomfoolery you want to contribute to the pod? Send it our way. Visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Shame Watch Pod so we can talk with you. Finally, you can contribute. You can contribute to our Patreon at Patreon.com/shamewatch. It does cost money to put out superb content like this pod, so even a one dollar donation can make a huge difference. Candy Madison from Austin, Texas. Aaron O. Salinas from Austin, Texas. Gene Fight from Bowling Green, Ohio. Alan Smith from Leander, Texas. Bradley McPherson from Tulsa, OK. Jennifer Steinberg from Austin, Texas. Heraclio Gonzalez Jr. from Austin, Texas. Ian Keegan from Gillette, Wyoming. Danny Cantu from San Marcos, Texas. Miranda Suarez from San Antonio, Texas. Irene Suarez from San Antonio, Texas. Nolan Barger from Oklahoma City, OK. The Consave from Stephenville, Texas. Ilana Cuomo from Austin, Texas. Rebecca Trejo from Houston, Texas. Irvin Castellanos from Austin, Texas. Doron Michael Briscoe from Buda, Texas. Ashley Blom from Santa Barbara, California. Ryan Hill from Austin, Texas. And Jason Harris from Austin, Texas. 
So fo follow me, Chanel, at Chanel Creating across the socials. Um, I also have a podcast that's, uh, I'm working on some other stuff, but the podcast I have currently available is called Dovecraft Country with a D. And we have a YouTube show and a podcast obviously that is was reviewing lovecraft country on hbo so Ooh. it's a lot of fun and if you follow that stuff like i'll be able to post the other stuff that i have um and so my link tree is slash chanel creating to find all that stuff and more and i'm actually working on an improv podcast i'd love to have you guys on oh yes, thank you yeah yeah but thank you guys for having me it's been a blast this was this amazing. was great yeah this was awesome yeah and i i want to watch the rest of Skylar perry's stuff now I mean, Happy it could be one of our marathons day. when we can uh, we can uh, see each other again. But until yes, next time, bro. until next time, our watch has now ended. Dive. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. <laughs> Pod. A Medea Halloween. Okay. Yeah, wrap it up, please. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Finally, someone on my side. Thank you, Chanel. Until We're next done. time, our watch has now ended. Dive at your own risk. Ugh. Man, I don't I don't have a 401k. I got a Pato 1k. Yeah.